Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Laguna Beach, the podcast. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. I know some of you listen to this on the way to work, so I'm going to tell you to drive carefully. I know some of you listen to this while you're on the treadmill. So thank you for getting me into the gym somehow. Was that a bad joke? I feel like that joke probably fell flat, but I tried really hard. But proud of you that you're on the treadmill or doing whatever you're doing at the gym. Proud of you that you're going to work or school or just sitting at your cubicle listening to me, whatever. I hope you guys are having an awesome day. Thank you for listening. So we have a lot to talk about this week. I put up a little question and answer. And one thing, if you listen to this podcast every week, you find stuff out like five months before other followers do. Most people didn't realize that Kelly and Kristen are no longer friends. But I talked about that with you guys near the end of season two of Laguna. So what's that? Probably at least a month ago, if not longer. But I'm pretty sure I found out why they aren't friends. And it is going to play out in the season. But luckily for you guys, I'm going to tell you what happens or what I've been told happens from sources. But that comes at the end of the podcast. You know how it works. A bunch of you sent in a lot of really awesome questions for me to answer some advice. You know I love giving unsolicited advice, much like Lauren Conrad herself. Oh, and I did listen to Lauren's podcast for the first time. And at first, when people were like, oh, her voice changed, I'm like, yeah, yeah, like that happens when you're yelling over club music for 10 or however long she did that for. I almost said 10 years, but I'm like, probably not 10 years, however long she was in clubs from Laguna in her Hills days. But when I listened to the podcast, I was like, wow, she sounds so much different. Because I remember on like the 10 year look back, I thought she sounded a little different. But no, like on her podcast, I was like, this is not Lauren. (laughs) But the episode is reality TV to entrepreneurship. And she's interviewing one of the talent agents that were on the hills with her. I don't think or maybe she was on Laguna as well. But it's a really, really awesome episode. And I highly suggest you listen to it. Lauren talks about when she was in Paris, she yelled at, oh my God, I can't think of his name. Adam, Adam, one of the main producers, like I think he was a creator. She yelled at him because he wanted her to kiss the French man. And she goes, I'm not your whore. (laughs) And like, it's really good. There's a lot of good behind the scenes stuff with it. And what I thought was really interesting was, I forget the woman's name, but She said that the show wasn't scripted and then she was like, but we tell you what to say and tell you, you know, what part of the storyline you're supposed to be on. So I'm like, so it's kind of, it's like pretty scripted still. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still so on the fence about Hills. Like it hurts my soul so much. And I was talking to somebody, someone was in my DMs, we were talking and apparently Heidi left school because MTV wouldn't pay for her schooling. I don't know if that's true Um, and it's hard if like Heidi's the one who said it because I don't believe anything her or Spencer say. I think that they're both just trying to make themselves look better all the time. I will say I know that she also said she didn't really work for Brent Bolthouse but I feel like for her and Lauren both at the beginning of season one everything at least seemed real. Maybe Lauren really thought that she had this interview and maybe Heidi really thought that this was her job when in reality like behind the scenes MTV was just kind of in cahoots with everybody trying to make everything happen and yeah so I think that that's more what it was for season one and like I said Jordan and Brian both did a live with me and they said they were never handed a script it was pretty genuine 
And even Justin Bobby, when I had him on the live, he was like, it's all pretty genuine until the end of season three, season four, until producers decided what storylines they wanted to follow. So my love-hate relationship with the Hills will continue. (laughs) And I will say, like, this episode, I finally got a decent amount of notes. And I'm like, okay, now I can really work with it. Now that we're getting into the thick, the thick of things, yeah, right, it's episode three. But there's a lot more for me to work with because... The first two episodes, it's just setting everything up, right? Now we're kind of in it. We kind of know everybody's roles. It was interesting. Whitney's not in this episode. And one final thing or two final things before I get into the episode. And then, of course, like the Kelly and Kristen drama and all that will be after the episode. I forgot to mention Josh Henderson. Josh Henderson, who is allegedly dating Audrina and is probably so excited to maybe get on the hills. He actually allegedly is the father of Kendall Shepard's son her oldest son who's 10 if you don't know who she is she was on the road rules campus crawl I believe and then she was on a few seasons of the challenge and I know one of the seasons she dated the Miz but she did like a big MySpace post and I think 2008 being like you're a deadbeat dad you're a piece of shit we hate we don't need you in our lives anyway and Josh said I'm not the father and she said well DNA says you are and that's about that so that's a little more Josh Henderson tea I think I was just so excited that followers have hooked up with him and allegedly done cocaine with him that I just wanted to like talk about that instead. And also the music is not the same. I think season one, the music is more the same. <laughs> like they didn't have to switch out so many songs. But as the seasons progress, um, I'm watching on Hulu and the music is not the same. They probably just didn't want to pay the royalties, unfortunately. So let's get into an unexpected call. You all know who that call is? If you don't know, you're going to find out at the end of this little rundown. So we open up, as we do with the past few episodes, a Lauren and Heidi moment, and Lauren is getting ready for work. We find out that Lauren's mad at Heidi. Well, she's kind of mad at Heidi because she thinks it's weird because school was the reason she went to L.A., but Lauren understands that Heidi had an opportunity that she had to take, and we all know that that means Lauren's just like, you're not doing what you're supposed to do, and I'm going to judge you about it, as Lauren does. And Heidi's excited for her job. She's excited to be busy, and she's excited to go to clubs and meet celebrities. So again, Heidi wants that life. Like, duh, it drives me crazy when people are like, do you think Heidi's friendship with Lauren was genuine? I really don't think it was. I don't, I don't know. Obviously, the whole timeline's weird. Like, They said that they met at school, but if, I don't know. Stephanie said that Heidi's admitted to seeking Lauren out, but I don't know if I can trust Stephanie Pratt either. But it's kind of weird because after Heidi's like, I can't wait to meet celebrities, go to clubs, Lauren's like, I have homework. (laughs) Like, just remember, Heidi, I'm still in school and I have homework. I'm better than you. So Heidi asks, what should I wear? And then Lauren tells her, always dress nicer than you think you should. I agree with that especially for interviews, even if you don't know like exactly what you're going to be doing, always dress nicer. Always get a little, get a little pantsuit. Live a little. Wear a woman power suit. Look good. Even when I applied at Dick's Sporting Goods, I wore like black slacks and a nice top. And I remember somebody like after I got hired, they were like, you really dressed up for your interview. And I was like, yeah, that's what I was taught to do. Like no matter where you go. But again, Heidi's excited because this is her first real job. She just keeps remind like, this is my first real job. Now we're at the Team Vogue fashion closet and Lauren gets a phone call from Blaine. The way she answers it, she's just like, hello. I feel like no matter what at work, you're like, hi, this is Kelly. Hi, this is Lauren. But no, she just goes, uh, hello. <laughs> Who's calling? And Blaine's like, come to my office now. And she's like, okay. 
So she goes to Blaine's office and Blaine looks very annoyed with her. Again, I wish there was more Blaine because I feel like he would have been very funny. But he tells her she needs to go to New York tonight. And she's like, tonight? And he's like, yeah, go leave. A car's coming for you in two hours. She's like, right now? He's like, please leave. (laughs) Go pack. So she leaves work to go pack. So after she leaves work to go pack, Brian walks into Audrina's job. And she must be like, can all these people stop bothering me at work? If it's not Heidi calling me multiple times, now it's Brian showing up. And Audrina's like, you won't get in trouble. Let me give you a tour. Because that's how Audrina talks a little bit. I don't know. It's very like monotone. But then she goes up at the end. So she's like, I am excited. (laughs) Oh, no, it's fine. I'm like, I don't believe you, Audrina. You don't want Brian there. But as she's giving him the tour, there's a Maxim shoot going on. So we see a bunch of like models in bikinis and it's just a really quick tour. They go through, I don't know, like the dressing room, a sound stage, and then something else. I can't really remember. I think just like a little modeling area. I don't know. Set? Well, I guess I could just call it a set probably. But as they're walking, Brian says... Do the models get mad that the receptionist is hotter than them? And damn, Brian, that is smooth. He's trying. He's laying it on thick. And she just kind of like laughs. She's like, oh, my God, stop it. And then he asks her on a date. And again, she's like, I work till six. She wants everyone to know she works till six. So they stop bothering her at work so she can do her job. Because Audrina really had that job. And it's a date. Brian's going to pick her up. And they're going to go on this date. So Lauren comes home with the dress and she tells Heidi that she's going to New York and they're both very excited about it. And she doesn't know if she's going to be there for a day or five days. So she packs her whole pink suitcase that we know from her putting it in the back of her convertible and driving to L.A. with it and basically says bon voyage to Heidi. She doesn't actually say bon voyage. I say that. Did I even say that correctly? Sometimes I say stuff and I'm like, Oh, my listeners must think I'm an idiot. <laughs> but I have to say that this episode is heavy on the low rise flare jeans. I miss flare jeans a lot. I think I've talked about that before, but I used to wear flare jeans from American Eagle with a pair of Etni sneakers. I loved Etni sneakers. Mine were white and baby blue, like the E and, and laces were baby blue. And you knew it was awesome when the back of your flare jeans got caught in the heel and would rip. It's like, that's when you knew that they were broken in. Like, that's when you knew you had the best pair of jeans. And my mom hated that so much. But when that rip would happen, I'd always snip it so it didn't, like, continuously rip. So after Lauren makes it to the airport safely, we have an Audrina and Heidi pool scene. And I have this little clip where they're talking about guys and dating in L.A. So I know that sometimes the noise is loud. So I just want to tell you. Because I do try and adjust audio levels. It just doesn't always work. And I'm giving you a heads up so I don't hurt your little ears. What about Brian? Brian? I don't know. Hopefully it'll be better than Dave. Oh my god, disaster. Oh my god. Okay, every guy who's like not from LA is from like North Carolina or wherever. They're like, I'm such a good guy. That's just like their front. They just say that because they can get away with it. Yeah, I haven't met any guys who've said that. Guys who would hit on Lauren or any of our friends. They'd be like, really good guy just looking for a good girl and oh you're like no you're really looking to get laid (laughs) that's all they really want it's honestly one of my favorite Heidi moments of like the whole series I just I think that line's so funny so Audrina of course asks Heidi how school's going and Heidi breaks the news that she dropped out of school 
And we find out that Audrina also dropped out of school. And then again, Heidi's like, all I want to do is get us into clubs. That's literally all I want. I want to get into clubs. We get it, Heidi. You want to be a woo girl. I actually didn't know that term. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that term. I found out that term at work. Someone was like, are you a woo girl? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm not a woo girl. (laughs) Like, I got all defensive because I didn't know what it meant. And he's like, oh, whoa, do you like after you take a shot, do you go woo? And I was like, no, that is not what I do. So those are woo girls, apparently. They're like the girls who I see on Pedal Taverns going woo. Lauren has landed. The eagle has landed with the dress. She gets changed in the airport bathroom, as Heidi suggested. She gets all done up like she's wearing this pair of jean capris, little black heels, like chunky heels, I think they're called. And then a flowy flower dress with these like a red necklace that had big beads on it. (laughs) It's as bad as it sounds. And I'm pretty I can't remember she's wearing a headband. I can only I can only guess that she's wearing a headband. But she is getting changed in the airport. And that's all we know. We actually don't know her outfit yet. So I gave you a little bit of a spoiler alert to what she's wearing. Because we're already back in L.A. for Heidi's first day of work. And she introduces herself to the secretary named Landon, who is now on Southern Charm, or she was on Southern Charm. I don't watch that show, but according to E! News, she was on Southern Charm at one point. Then Heidi just takes a seat and Brent calls her into the office. And we find out that Brent is going to make Heidi work. He basically tells her it's sink or swim here. It's very competitive. And that's that. And Heidi's like, wait, what? Because again, she just wants to go to clubs. She just wants to hang out with celebrities. She's also shocked that it's full-time. She didn't think it was a full-time job. And one thing about the podcast um, that I mentioned with Lauren, the Asking for a Friend podcast, is that the talent agent she's speaking with is like, that was comedy gold. Because you guys complained about the most minuscule things like working on your birthday or having to stuff envelopes, which is exactly what Heidi's complaining about. She's pissed that she has to go stuff envelopes because she kind of thought she was hired as like a more important role, I think. But the whole time she just has this look on her face like, I am not doing this. Okay, back to NYC. We find out that she's dropping the dress off at a Marc Jacobs show. And when she gets there, she's wearing the outfit I talked about previously. And she's kind of standing there awkwardly as like Lisa talks to someone wearing a headset. I'm going to say the director of the show. I don't know. But she hands the dress and then Lisa's like, "Okay, go back to the airport. (laughs) It's time for you to go back to L.A. now. And you can tell Lauren's pissed, but she got to go back to L.A. She can't stay for the show. She's got things to do. So Heidi goes into the bathroom at work and gives Lauren a call. And Heidi immediately says that she hates her job. And Lauren's like, you have to give it more than one day. And then quickly, Lauren's like, I have a really big school project that's due tomorrow and I have to finish it tonight. She doesn't know how she's going to like balance work and school. Um, Did you guys, I guess I should have asked this in my story, but I wonder how many of you guys worked while you were at school. I always worked when I was in college. Um, Retail, I didn't have like, it was a retail job. And I usually work like 20 hours and took like I sound like Penelope from Saturday Night Live. Have you guys ever? (laughs) I just caught myself. The Kristen Wiig where she's like, "Um, I know Tony the Tiger. He's my best friend. You don't know Tony the Tiger. I know the bride and the groom. That's exactly what I just sounded like. And I'm so sorry. (laughs) But I worked like... I worked like 20 hours while I was at school. I know a lot of people did work study and stuff like that. (laughs) I can't stop laughing. 
okay, I've composed myself. I'm sorry that I spoke like Penelope, like I was trying to one-up Lauren Conrad during her Hills days. But after their phone call, Heidi decides she wants to speak to Brent about being full-time. She does not want to be a full-time employee, Brent. And Brent's basically like, you're not in school, so we hired you for full-time, so guess what? You're going to be here full-time. And he wants her to be there so she can learn kind of the ins and outs of the company and move up. And there's a woman sitting there as well. I have no idea who she is. She looks really familiar, but I can't. There was like no name when she popped up. But she's like, you know, you can't just you have to crawl before you walk. And Heidi's like, mm, well, I don't want to stuff envelopes. And they're kind of like too bad. She expected everything to be handed to her. And that's just not the way it works, Heidi. I'm sorry. Now we are at Brian and Audrina having their date. And it's actually a cute date. Like, I know I gave Brian a little bit of shit last episode, but he kind of won me over a little bit in this scene. I can't lie. So Brian orders the green apple soshu drink and immediately he's told that it's a girl drink. The waiter's like, oh, that's the most popular girl drink here. Then he's like, what's a manly drink? And the waiter goes, a shot of sake or a glass of sake, whatever he says. And Brian goes, yeah, I'm still going to do the green apple soshu because I am comfortable with my sexuality. I like that. Like that's I like that. I would laugh at that. And Audrina laughed. But the whole time he's asking her questions like wanting to get to know her. And Audrina is like barely giving answers. He compliments her hair. And I agree. Audrina always had great hair. As I said, like I always loved Audrina so much. And it's really weird in the reboot that I don't like her at all. Even rewatching it, I'm like, Audrina's fine. Like, she's a little boring. She doesn't have much depth, but I don't dislike her. Does that make sense? But we find out that Audrina actually wants a part-time job and she wants to go to acting classes. That is her dream. She wants to act. In her only headshot, she was blonde. In a long, long time ago, I posted a high school photo of her and she's blonde in her senior photo. Brian is shocked that she was blonde and that's kind of the end of the dinner. (laughs) Then they go back to Audrina's apartment and Brian gets invited in, but I'm pretty sure nothing ever happened between them. I don't think anything ever really happened. I think they got along. They were friendly, but they never hooked up or anything like that. The next morning, Heidi wakes up at 630 in the morning and her and Jordan are hanging out in bed and she's talking about how she hates her job and Jordan tells her to quit, quit her job and lay in bed with him all day. Yeah, Jordan's not as great as I thought he was. <laughs> I feel like I I really like I like Jordan now a lot, but I mean, I'm not like a huge Spencer fan, but I don't, I don't know. I don't think Jordan was much better. After she gets ready for work, she, Heidi, after Heidi gets ready for work, she heads to Bolt House and she's sitting in a meeting and she finds out she needs to book travel plans and get Brent lunch. And the whole time she's looking like it's like the most annoying thing to do. Like that sounds, that's a pretty easy one, Heidi. At least you're not stuffing envelopes. And as she's kind of brooding, We get Lauren rolling her big pink suitcase down the hallway that she definitely didn't need to bring. A backpack would have been fine. But we find out she has a voicemail on her landline. Remember that? I can remember like leaving voicemails for my friends. Hi, Devin. It's Kelly. Please call me back. Seven-year-old me leaving like four voicemails and my mom being like, stop it. You're going to annoy that family. Stop it. But the voicemail that Lauren gets is from the one, the only, J-Wall. That's right, Jason is trying to creep back in Lauren's life. At this point, all we know is that he kissed Jessica. She watched him kiss Jessica. Jason is never going to be on our good side. Or will he? We don't know. Is she going to meet up with him? We don't know. Would you meet up with your ex if you saw him kiss someone in front of you? 
Maybe, maybe, I guess maybe if I was 19, I would, but <laughs> I guess it's all age. But Lauren like just makes a face and she's like, oh shit. And another, I don't want to like give away the whole podcast, but one thing that they do talk about a lot is that Lauren doesn't need to really say anything. It's always just on her face. And she said like one time she was really upset and she told Adam Davola, she was like, it doesn't fucking matter what I do because all you're going to do is make me stare into the distance and play a sad Kelly Clarkson song. Yes, that is the recipe for the perfect hill scene, Lauren. That's exactly what they want to do. But the end of the episode is kind of funny because Heidi is sitting there filling out her online calendar with work nine to six every day. Like just a reminder, you got to be here nine to six, homie. You got to be working those hours. And then Lauren is like sitting in class and someone's presenting, I guess, like the big project that she was nervous about. She's just staring out the window and then it flashes to her voicemail and then flashes back to her staring out the window. She's just thinking about Jason. And one thing that I'll always be upset about, maybe it's time for me to move on from it. I don't know. But Jason lived with Steven and Dieter and they never, ever, ever told anyone that like they didn't talk about it. And that is some bullshit, if you ask me. So that's it. That's the episode. We're left with will Lauren contact Jason? Will Heidi work through her actual work hours? Where did Whitney go? And will Audrina and Brian be together forever and live a happy, long life together? We don't know. We're only three episodes in and there are five seasons. We got a long way to go, guys. We got a long way to go. I will apologize. Somebody sent me like a long DM. That's a question. And I accidentally deleted it. So if that's you, please send it back because I definitely want to talk about it. I appreciate when all you guys put like questions, comments, whatever. It gives me a lot to work with and I really, really appreciate it. But we're going to talk about the Kelly and Kristen thing. As I said before, they're no longer friends. But from what I've been told is basically that Kelly used a headline that was like clickbait. Like, did Jay and I ever hook up? Something like that. I don't know. I don't follow Kelly, so I didn't see the headline. But obviously that's pretty fucked up. Like, you don't do that about your best friend's husband. Like, A lot of people actually would like say that they flirted a lot and had a really weird relationship. And Kelly knew Jay before Kristen did because Kelly was like engaged to one of Jay's teammates at one point. But yeah, it's it's something like that. And I'm pretty sure it's going to play out on this season. So I'm curious to see what happens. And if so, like, damn, that is throwing Kelly straight under the bus. (laughs) Like, like, wow, that's that's savage but you also don't do that I'm totally team Kristen on this one I want to remind you that this is all reality tv it can be edited anyway maybe Kristen doesn't want to like put it exactly like that in the season I do I have been told that they address it again it can be edited please remember that if it doesn't come through exactly the way I said it again editing is a bitch editing can can make certain people look really good really bad but yeah that clickbait thing, her saying she, like, did Jay and I hook up? That is why they're no longer friends. I know that her spot is going to be filled with Justin, her um, hairstylist, Kristen's hairstylist, which is funny because at my work, I work right next to a movie theater, and I walked out and physically ran into Justin Anderson. And he is a gorgeous man. <laughs> I said sorry I don't he obviously probably didn't hear me but he he just kept walking with whoever he was with and I was like oh shit that's Justin Anderson what a handsome man he is 
And his hair's flawless. And yeah, physically ran into him. Smell great. He smelled great. So that's the Kelly and Kristen drama. I am excited to see it play out. I don't know. This is just for you guys. I don't know if I'm going to do my Sunday story about Very Cavallari anymore. A lot of people also asked about Jen Bunny and Lauren. So Jen Bunny never hooked up with Brody. That's something we know. What I think happened, what I've been told happened, is that Jen basically told Lauren Lowe was selling stories to tabloids. This is all just what I've been told. I don't have any hard cold facts saying this is what happened. But again, allegedly, this is what happened. Jen basically told Lauren that Lowe was selling stories to tabloids and like wanted to be famous and all this stuff. So that caused a rift between Lowe and Lauren. No, it was Jen Bunny who was doing it. So that's why when Jen Bunny left the show, Lowe came back because Lauren was kind of like, oh, shit, like I ruined this friendship for no reason. So, yeah, that um, that's what happened between them. That's what I've been told. And again, all this I mean, I usually get like really solid information, but sometimes it's not as solid as I wish it was. And I'm going to be totally like clear with that, especially with the Jen Bunny situation. Because that was so long ago and it is really hard to dig up stuff, especially when like the cast doesn't want to talk about it. And as far as the Kristen and Kelly storyline, I don't know how it's going to play out on screen, but that's what I've been told is that Kelly like posted something like, did Jay and I ever hook up type thing? Because again, they do have a very flirt or what we saw was a very flirty relationship. Another big topic I got was Corey and Audrina. And I honestly, I'm going to sound really lame. But I don't feel like super comfortable talking about it because it's like so still in the thick of things. Audrina said that he was abusive. He says that she's like an alcoholic and drug addict. And this is something that I think just needs to go through like the court system. I know that he really didn't want their daughter on screen. So that kind of hindered Audrina's storyline a lot. But he does kind of sound like a real dick. And he like I know his Instagram's private, but He'll comment on random pages and go like a little ape shit. And Audrina's sister has openly said that she hates Corey. So I guess we just have to see how it plays out on TMZ. I don't know. It is sad, though. I remember a couple years ago, there were pictures from a Halloween party. And it's them like fighting outside. And Audrina's just sitting on the curb crying her eyes out. Obviously not a great relationship. Probably great that they're apart. And hopefully they can learn to co-parent with their daughter. (laughs) That's that's about as like diplomatic as I can get. Do I believe in the one that got away? I don't think so. I don't think that's real. I think people are put in your life for a reason, whether it's for like a long time or just a season. I think I think maybe if you run into that person again and they're completely changed or or whatever it is. But I don't know if I believe in the one that got away. I think everything kind of happens for a reason. And that's what I'm going to stick to. (laughs) Money saving strategies because you're a broke bitch. Same. I'm doing my best. (laughs) I'll be real. I get paid bi-weekly and I'll be good for like the first week. And then the second week, I'm like, fuck it. I'm buying everything for no reason. One thing that has helped me a lot is meal prep. I suggest getting meal, doing meal prep. I don't do like HelloFresh or any of those things. But I definitely suggest that you... Spend more money at the grocery store to buy more things and then cook them. And usually I cook like Sunday night and it's good till Thursday. Then Friday, maybe I'll get like a frozen pizza or something at the grocery store. So yeah, meal prep. I'm not going to tell you to like 
cut back on coffees because let's be real, that can only save you so much. Somebody asked if I ever read DMs. Yeah, I read DMs. Um, it's It has been a little bit tougher because I have a really old phone. I have an iPhone 7 and it's been glitching lately, but also with like just the reactions, but it pushes a lot of DMs down so I don't get to see everybody's DMs. I do go through requests probably once a week and try and respond to as many. But as I've said on other podcasts, like the request area can get a little scary. People can say some mean things. So I try to ignore that. But I I do. I do try and um, try and get to as many as I can. Favorite self-care rituals. (laughs) I am the worst at self-care. I need to get better. I need to figure out like something that I like to do for myself. I like to read, but I don't read a lot anymore. I like to chill out and like watch a show at night. I I, I like to watch. I don't know. I like to vacuum. I'm like a big vacuumer. I'm really into vacuuming. I don't know if that's self-care though. I think that's more like my house care. At night, I do put my phone away, maybe like a half hour before bed and just like lay there and chill out and kind of, I don't know if it's meditate. I don't know if I have... I think I have ADD. I don't think I can meditate. I don't know. But just kind of like get out of my own head, get out of my phone because I'm on my phone all day. I'm online all day. So yeah, I love this. Somebody asked how I am. I seem to have good friendships in Nashville now. And do I feel happy here? I'm doing okay. I've been a little homesick, I think, because the holidays are coming up. And I do have great friends down here. I really have like my own little crew that I have. And sometimes I get jealous when I see like a big group of friends, but it doesn't matter (laughs) like quality over quantity. Right. But I do have really good friends down here and they are friends who I can open up to about different things. And it's funny, two of them are actually from back home, like two of them are from Plymouth. And one of them, I actually Rita, I worked with her dad at a nursing home and then Brittany, I worked with her at Bath and Body Works like seven, eight years ago, maybe nine years ago, probably eight years ago. And we weren't close then. But when you don't know anyone in a new city, it's very easy to become friends with someone. But we get along, which is awesome. Brittany, Rita, Callie, Katie, Bree. I have a good little crew down here. Callie moved. So not Callie anymore. <laughs> But even even when I first moved here, one of my good friends was this girl, Peyton. She ended up moving to Kansas City, but I love her to death. She has a she has a really special place in my heart because she kind of showed me the ropes of Nashville. How did I pick Nashville? I picked Nashville because I came here the summer of 2017 and that was end of July. And I, I went to, I've traveled a bit like around the country. Not really, but I've been to cities, I guess. I've been to like Vegas, New York. Um, so I've been to two cities, (laughs) but I've never been anywhere where I felt like I belonged. Even back home, I always was restless. I didn't want to live in Massachusetts my whole life. So after visiting Nashville, I was like, oh, wow, like this, this is a place I could see myself. And I remember I came, I flew home and I told my dad I wanted to move here. And he basically was like, you only want to move there to party. So that became a whole thing. I was only moving to Nashville so I could have a new place to drink, which it wasn't at all. Yeah, there's a lot to do here. There's a lot of drinking, but that's not why I moved. I'm so glad I did it, though. Like, I am so, so happy that I made the move. And yeah, it's tough. I feel like I always talk about, like, the positive things and the only things that you kind of miss are, like, you're homesick. But there are a lot of nights where, like, I'll be crying. (laughs) I'm about to get real deep. There are a lot of nights that, you know, I do like get really upset and do and I'm kind of like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, why did I do this? I miss my nieces. 
my friends back home, a lot of them, um, our friendships have changed because I've been far away. And I was always that. I, I hope I still am. But I was always the dependable friend. I was the one like, you need want to go to dinner, I'm down. You want to go out, I'm down. You want to hang out and just bullshit, I'm down. With certain friends, I feel like maybe me moving was them thinking that I wasn't there for them anymore. And I that's not the case at all. But everything changes. There's so many relationship changes. Somebody asked me my thoughts on rebooting Laguna Beach with a brand new cast. Yeah, I mean, why not? But then there's the part of me that's like, I want it to be genuine. I want it to be like it was before and it wouldn't be like that. It, w- it would be too, too rehearsed. It would be too scripted and I'm not into that. I think Laguna Beach should stay Laguna Beach and don't touch it unless it's like a reunion episode or something like that. Starting a new job and not being awkward. Everyone is awkward when they first start a new job, so don't think too much about it. I always say when you start a new job, just try and fly under the radar at first. Try and see who's who and what's what. And then like <laughs> them make your move with the click that you want. Because no matter where you start, there are clicks. And it can be tough, but I promise you there are like welcoming people no matter where you go. Oh, wait, one cool thing. Um, I don't watch The Bachelorette. And I don't think I'm ever going to (laughs) because I'd be way too invested. But this past week, I went to um, Shannon and John Gurney's show. They did a show at the Cohen at Topgolf, and it was the Nashville Roach show. But it was really cool, and I hung out with, well, it didn't hang out. Like, he stood next to me, and I talked to him a little bit, Luke Pell. And apparently on the show, he was a dick. Like, I told someone I met him, and they were like, oh, I'm sorry. He He wasn't good. And I was like, no, he was super nice. So just remember, what you see on TV is not always what you get with people. And I'm kind of glad that I didn't know who he was because, like, I got to know him for him rather than who he was portrayed as on television. But, yeah, very nice guy. His girlfriend, also very nice. Her name's Amanda. Very nice. And, and yeah, it was a great time. I got a little tipsy on a Thursday, and I was hurting very much on Friday. (laughs) But I hope you guys have an awesome rest of your week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'll catch up with you guys next week and like I said someone did DM me it was like a long question I'm so sorry I can't find it so if you're listening please send it to me thank you so much and I hope you have an awesome rest of your day